ministry in the church can be life-giving and life-changing. And in the midst of it, we all need faithful companions along the road. Welcome to Along the Road, a podcast on faith and leadership for ministry leaders of the PCUSA. So you're a church leader serving as a ruling elder or a deacon, but you also have almost a dozen other roles, sibling, parent, friend, biker, landscape architect, chauffeur, builder, grocer, fill in the blank. Come join us in the midst of your day, wherever you are, to be inspired in your role in the church, become nourished, and renew your call. Formation as a leader doesn't happen all at once. So let's walk along this road together. I'm Martha Miller, and I'm excited to travel on this journey with you. I am also excited to welcome our guest, Carrie Rice, with us today. Carrie is a ruling elder and currently serves as the Deputy Stated Clerk of the PCUSA Office of the General Assembly. But that's only a portion of his story. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Carrie, and how you serve the church? Sure. I've been a lifelong member of the Presbyterian Church. I grew up in Colorado in a small church, Laporte United Presbyterian Church, where my, my mom was in the choir, my dad was on the session, and you know, all those good things, right? And I was ordained as a ruling elder at Crescent Hill Presbyterian Church here in Louisville about 30 years ago or so, and have actively served on session of one other congregation, where I was also served as clerk of session during a tumultuous time in the life of that congregation. And uh, now uh, I am a member of a church in uh, Ohio Valley Presbytery, across the river from Louisville. And my wife serves a congregation. She's a minister of Warden Sacrament and has been for 30 years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my membership follows her oftentimes. So we have, we raised six kids together. All of them are now adults. Well, they're trying. And that's kind of where we are. So thank you very much for sharing that and, and that part of your story. For both of us, we have felt that call to serve as ruling elder And we share that with some of our listeners. Also, those listeners include deacons. Can you tell us some about how serving as a ruling elder has connected to your life of faith and your vocation and where you're serving now and where you have served, really? Yeah, so I've definitely felt the call to be a ruling elder and specifically a ruling elder. I felt called to to the governance of our our church, Mm -hmm. that that is best suited to my gifts and skills and felt that call from a congregation, felt that from God and felt that intrinsically in myself as well. I, I served as director of admissions at Louisville Seminary for four years. Mm-hmm. And I was one of two ruling elders who served in that role at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, the two of us got talking and it really was that, you know, some people think it's odd that a ruling elder, right, would be in a, in, um, serving in, in a, as a recruiter for ministers, right, for future ministers. And in a lot of ways, I felt like it was natural because I had gone through my own discernment. And um, just as this other director of admissions had gone through her discernment, 
and discerned that being a minister of Word and Sacrament wasn't for us, that we were called to be ruling elder and called to that particular ministry. And so it had nothing to do with the result of that discernment. It was more about the process of discernment itself. And that's what I could help perspective those folks who were considering ministry, right? As a minister of Word and Sacrament, I could help them through their discernment because I had gone through on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was, I think, a an interesting time in my ministry doing that kind of work. Yeah, that's great. I share some of that with you because also in my discernment, that portion of word and sacrament was never part of my call, but I certainly was called to ministry within the church and have lived that out in a variety of roles. So I, I really understand what you're talking about. And I have a feeling a lot of our listeners can probably understand it as well. Unfortunately, it's all too common for someone who has been ordained as a deacon or as a ruling elder to use the word just when referring to themselves. Amen. I'm, I'm just a ruling elder. I'm just a deacon. As if serving in one of those roles is somehow less than a teaching elder, less than a minister of word and sacrament. You have any feelings? You're, you're shaking your head, which you can't, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't yeah. see, but you have any feelings about that? Well, and if, you know, if we believe what we say about the ministry of all believers and, and, sh- and shared governance and all of those things, then there is no just. Amen. We each play a particular role as called by the congregation or the church and God um, and each, and to each other. We all play particular roles that are critical in the life of, of the church as we strive to serve God and model Jesus Christ in the world. There is no just being a deacon or just being a ruling elder, because those are vital ministries in our denomination. Yeah, that's great. And thank you for that little sermon that we all need to hear every now and then. In fact, I could put it on repeat, maybe even for my own self sometimes. Yep, especially when you're in a room full of really smart teaching elders. Yes. Uh, ministers of Word and Sacrament who know some things that I don't, and they get into a conversation, you're like, wait a minute, this is kind of beyond me. But then I have to remember, that's because they're fulfilling their call. Right, right. right? right. They're doing that, what they're supposed to be doing. Yes, exactly. And we know some things that they probably don't know. Exactly right. We're all called to specific roles related to our gifts and yeah, important things to remember. Um, Including the fact that we are continually being formed as leaders in the church. So it's not that we're called and then that's it. We're continually being formed. Many of our listeners are serving within local congregations What might you say to them as they are also in this process of forming since you have this chance? So I think one of the things I learned is that God continues to equip me for what's coming. Right. Right. Um, And so God puts me in all kinds of situations where I can continue to learn and learn from others and learn from experiences and that sort of thing. And then God opens opportunities where those, where those experiences and that knowledge can be put to you um, for the good of the church. And so do embrace what comes. Some, some things that come are crises and they're awful and they're terrible and they're, but there are also other things that come that are wonderful and amazing and insightful. But all of those together equip us for what God has right for us yeah. down the road. And so 
not every session meeting is exciting, but those are important moments for learning and your own discernment about so many things that who knows how that's going to come back and you can access it again and use it for greater good. Right. Right, so, right. so one, I would say that, right, that mm -hmm. embrace all those moments and use those as opportunities to learn. But I'd also say that, you know, ruling elders have the chance to serve the church in many, many ways, uh, locally, regionally, nationally, internationally. And it's okay that not everybody wants to serve beyond the local congregation. And that's great, right? right. That's fine. Mm -hmm. There are folks who are called to serve at the presbytery level, presbytery level right? As mm -hmm. commissioners or as staff or as committee members. Mm -hmm. Same at the synod level, the same at the national level. There are, there are folks who are called to ministry as a ruling elder at the national level, mm -hmm. either on elected committees, on commissions and task forces, as staff, all of them um, as commissioners. There are all those opportunities. And I think continue to your discernment to figure out which of those or maybe all of them are for you at different times in your life. Mm -hmm. And don't be afraid to step out and try something new at a different level that you've never tried before. That's great. I was just having a conversation about serving on national level committees and about how that just that process of discernment even of figuring out the place where your gifts can best be used by the church and sometimes that process of discernment shows us that maybe that we aren't and sometimes it shows us really where we need to be at that particular time and i think that can be said for any level of the church even where maybe where we're currently serving local congregation or beyond so yeah thank you exactly. very much yeah, our yeah, our experiences are necessary so that we can serve the church at the national level or other or regional level or whatever, because those experiences are important. And and again, if we believe in shared governance, we need teaching elders who can bring what they know and what they've embodied to the same table where teaching elders can bring what they mm -hmm. have embodied and what they have learned. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Wonderful. Such good things um, that you've been able to share with us, and I really appreciate the conversation and really appreciate the pieces that you've been able to sort of help us in our own formation, shed light on, and again, provide these sort of moments of nourishment. So thank you very much, Carrie. Thanks for being with us today and for a great conversation. We hope that you have been nourished through this episode of Along the Road. You're invited to visit the website for PCUSA Leader Formation for additional nourishment for ruling elders and deacons, www.pcusa.org slash leader dash formation. This has been the Along the Road podcast. We look forward to crossing paths with you again soon.